What's happening guys and welcome to another episode of Only One Bonus Point, a live take on a deep game. We're your hosts, my name is Ray. I'm RJ. And I'm Law. And today we have a very special episode for you guys. Today we're bringing the winner of the Only One Bonus Point competition, FPL Mini League. It's Nat, known as FPL, at FPL Potato. How's it going, Nat? Yeah, good, mate. Good, thank you. I hope you don't think this is going to be special because of me in any way, because if you do, you're about to be very disappointed. <laughs> it's already begun. What, what an introduction. <laughs> yes, the winner. Pessimistic potato used to be. Now it's, I'm really great at this potato or... Yeah, no, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm really good at this thing. Yeah. yeah, I, no, I mean, for years I was um, pessimistic potato because... Just sort of generally quite downbeat about how good I am at FPL and also full of starch most of the time as well, much like yeah. a, an actual potato, unhealthy food and whatnot. Um, but I was in the top 3,000 last year, so I'm officially really, really, really good at this now. So it makes sense yeah. for me to have, have a bit of a, a rebrand and whatnot. Depending on how this season goes, I may have to rebrand again, but let's see. Listen, Adaptable. domestics in my house. <laughs> my, missus, my missus was fighting you all season. Um, <laughs> she's the one that came really, second, didn't it? So I'm not even yeah. a little bit sorry. I'm so sorry. It's all about me and how well I do. Ah, yeah, fair. Yeah. So now you're a, you're a United fan, right? Yeah, I haven't haven't grown up in Central Hertfordshire. I uh, have real close links to Manchester, obviously. So that was an obvious choice when I was tiny, deciding which team to support. I thought, yeah, that makes sense. And uh, what were you? How are you feeling about last season and this season? Um, <clears throat> the first two or three weeks aside, um, during which time we got pumped in no particular order by what I think it was Brighton, then Brentford, and then snuck a win past Southampton. I think it was a pretty rocky start to the beginning of the season, to say the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually quite positive um, for the most part, and there was a clear upward trajectory, largely because of the manager. Um, with a pretty mixed squad. I mean, obviously, you know, he, I mean, this time last season, we still had Ronaldo, you know, seven or eight games into yeah, last season, crazy. we still had Ronaldo. That's wow. a bad thing, though, isn't it? ruined him. Um, ruined him. Absolutely. Well, I think it was mutual, really. I think he ruined us just as much as we did him. Um, but Sacrilege. with a pretty sort of meh squad for the most part, with some good names, I guess, but also some lots of good names. He did really well, you know, to have won a cup, mm. been finalists in another cup. Um, what did we get in the Europa League quarterfinals? I want to say, mm-hmm. um, and to have finished third relatively comfortably in the end was it's a pretty good season. If you'd offered us that at the beginning, you know, if you know, half time in the Brentford game in game week two, I think it was, if you'd offered us that, I think we'd have absolutely taken it without a second thought. So, I think we should be quite pleased. And we've only strengthened the squad so far this summer, mm. so yeah. Uh, you're like one of the chilled out United fans that I know. I have to ask, <laughs> how do you feel about the Carabao Cup? Because a lot of people uh, have been giving me stick and how much better their season was than Arsenal's because of it, etc. etc. Mm. What are you? I mean, a trophy is a trophy at the end of the day, isn't it? Um, it's mm. a clear measure of success, it's the least interesting measure of success in terms of which trophy you could win. Obviously, it's not going anywhere near as much in terms of um, <clears throat> prestige and what have you, in terms of. Uh, you know, how important it is to most people is the FA Cup or one of the European Cups yeah. or winning the league or what have you. But it's something. It's... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm plotting a story right. here. Basically, what I'm saying is I kind of agree with you, but I, it would be very off-brand of me as a United fan, as a chilled United fan, to say, 
um, you know, oh, it's amazing. It's the best thing that's ever happened to us. You know, those leagues and Champions Leagues we won. Forget those. It's about this one Carabao Cup we won. But I think it's one of, <laughs> apart from the Europa League, it's basically the, unless I'm sorely mistaken, I think, oh, and the FA Cup in maybe 2016 or something. Um, it's the only trophy we've won since, apart from those other two that we've won since uh, yeah. Fergie left. So it's something yeah. to be pleased about and it shows a, a bit of progress, I think. So I was quite happy about it. But at the same time, it's only the Carling Cup, isn't it? So, Nat, um, Nat, do you look at it more as a launch pad, hopefully, for Ten Hag and obviously what the squad can mm. achieve because they've won something together so quickly? Yeah, that's, that's an interesting point. I mean, he's had a, what, a whole season now to sh- show the players his way. And they've obviously really responded to it. Everyone knows the story about him, um, you know, doing his, exactly as much running as everyone else had to do after the Brentford game, you know, demonstrating mm. that he's willing to do what he's asking them to do, which is the first sign of any sort of good manager or leader. Yeah. Um, so they obviously all respect him. Everyone's clearly on side. There doesn't seem to be any, like, sometimes, like the Chelsea squad, for instance, to use an example, like it was very clear from things you hear in the media or rumours and even on the pitch to a lesser degree that the players are just down tools towards the end of the season, haven't they? They just weren't really into it. What, what Was Lampard the manager at the end? I can't even remember. Um, yeah. They just weren't interested at all, were they? I mean, no yeah. offence. But also offence, because that was pretty, you know, <laughs> depressing to watch. Bad. I can't imagine. Yeah, it, was it was horrible. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've you know, as a United fan, since Fergie, we've, you know, I've witnessed exactly the same thing. Um, so it's something most clubs go through at some point, apart from Man City. Annoyingly, but um, yeah. they've had a pretty excellent ten years, haven't they? <laughs> to be honest, um, but yeah, that's an interesting idea. Yeah, it's, 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 it needs to be over. It needs to be over. That's it. We, we have to stop it. We have to stop. Yeah, it. someone has to stop it. I don't mean I thought, stop it. like someone in the league has to stop this nonsense. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, you had a pretty good chance last season, but ah, don't, 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 don't you, don't you start. Don't I won't say it. I won't say the game. I won't say, I won't say the game. <laughs> looking, looking at, looking at next season. Do you think your um, expectations are more trophies, or is it just seeing an improvement in that style of play from Ten Hag? What I would like to see, and this is completely subjective, obviously, but what I would like yeah. to see is like a real title challenge. Um, I think it's unrealistic to expect that we have a real chance of winning it, but I, I want to see it challenged in a similar way to which Arsenal did last year. Um, a trophy would be good. I want to see us progress beyond the group stages of the Champions League, which is, I think, the last time we were in it in maybe the season before last, was it? I think mm. we were, was the last time we were last in the CL. Um, I want to see us challenge for that as well. Um, one of the domestic trophies as well, and I'd be quite happy with that. I'd take second or third in the league, top four, basically. And a trophy. It's just you know it doesn't have, success doesn't have to happen instantly. It shouldn't be yeah. like a um, yeah. we don't want to again not to pick on Chelsea again, but we don't want to adopt the Chelsea approach of it has to success has to happen this season or forget it, forget this manager, let's start yeah. again. You know we want Ten Hag for the next ten years in the same way that yeah, you have to build. City have had Guardiola. You know if it takes another two or three seasons to get to the point where we are genuinely contenders, then fine, fair enough. He's obviously building a project, yeah. and I'm completely happy with that. Yeah, that's a good shot, man. Yeah, so that's the so, central heart guys... of your perspective on Man United, which is definitely what you needed. <laughs> which is the fan base in England, so yeah. <laughs> so, we got you on today because you destroyed our mini-league. You destroyed FPL this last season as well. Lads, what are we going into today? So, we're going to go through um, 
and that obviously finishes in top 3k. After that, we'll go through his current draft. We'll discuss a bit about one Egyptian king because uh, his ownership has gone up quite a bit in the last week. We'll discuss Manchester United's newest signing, Rasmus Hoyland. God knows if I'm saying it right, but I'll go by it. And I'm sure a lot, lot more that we'll discuss on the fly. Mm. Cool. Cool. So now, how did you do it, man? This What's year? I'm really different? good, mate. What I'm just really good different? at this, basically. No, yeah. um... Uh, the first I, year I took it seriously, that malarkey that they also. <laughs> no, do you know what? I've been playing FPL for, like, I see people on, on Twitter and, and all over the place saying, oh, this is my, like, second or third year playing FPL. I'm like, what? That's what right. planet have you, right. have you... <laughs> really? That's really? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, literally talking about right. Really, yeah. <laughs> no, no, please, please do. Please, please, please do. 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 My point is, it's been, I've been playing FPL fantasy football in one, you know, format or another since I was 10 or 11. Do you remember... Were any of you playing when you used to get like a, a sheet in the newspaper that had all the players' prices on? Um, yeah, yeah, and well, you had to sort of I, played, but I, I know yourself. what you're talking about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, back when dinosaurs roamed the earth, that was how you had to play FPL, <laughs> um, uh, or fantasy football, or whatever in whatever format you were playing it. So, I've been playing it for a long time, and this is the first year mm. I've had any sort of real success. Um, a couple of top 100k finishes, and that's about it, really. This is the first time I've even cracked the top 100k. Um, mm-hmm. let alone 10 or 5k or what have you. And for a long time, I was in the top 1k. So on one hand, it's a little bit frustrating to look at it and go, oh, I'm outside the top 2,500 or top 2,000 or whatever. But um, I think anyone who finished in, you know, a little bit above that, say like 40, 50, 100k, whatever, will look at me and go, stop complaining. You're yeah, fine. You, you did well. It's just stop complaining. Um, but There's it's 11 million players. You've got two, seven, yeah. four, three. Yeah, I know. That's, yeah. that's what I mean. It's important to have a bit of perspective, I suppose. Um, and I can be quite secure in the knowledge that I am actually just really good at this now. This is sarcasm, yeah. by the way. I'm, I'm really, really yeah, not. not. I just got, I just got really quite lucky. <laughs> we didn't, we didn't realise it before. It was you. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I, I, I employed, over the years, I've sort of um, started to employ the approach of don't, like, like pick your battles. Like, mm. pick the occasions on which you decide to go against um, the template or against the EO threats. So I've sort of tried to settle on a, a an idea of go like 80% template and 20% like SWAS, like differentials, like um, SWAS, not like obvious <laughs> picks. Because um, yeah. that way you're you're unlikely to be hurt. I mean, with that approach, you're never going to fit all of the template players into. You just have to look at the ones that you think are less or least likely to, um, to go off and really hurt you. And I yeah. walked that tightrope quite well last season, or quite you know, fortuitously last season. And the only mistake I made was Callum Wilson at the end. And that's what cost me big time. I was sort of Someone around knows the that. Ah! Somebody knows Oh that. my God, that killed <laughs> me. That <laughs> why would he not play? Was... No, but why wouldn't he play? Look, seriously, why wouldn't he play on the last day? Uh, what you, so what, you mean you wanted him to play on the last day? What, how do you mean? So I brought him in. I made him captain. Oh, I see. Oh, that's on the last day. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was more so than that. Uh, that's what kept Laura ahead of me. I had a really good season. So, um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He had a really good. <laughs> He's just gonna skip past it like you never said it. <laughs> like you didn't stab me. Yeah. Just... <laughs> You said it was a light-hearted pod, all right? Um, <laughs> it was. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it was 
double game week 36, I think he yeah, had. Oh, I can't remember who he had. Yeah. Uh, oh, I forget who it was, but he shafted his non-owners in the first yeah, game yeah. and then did it again, but in quick succession. Yeah. You remember he scored yeah. like he got like two returns in the last like 10 minutes of the second game against Brighton. I think the second one was again. Um, and I thought I'd got away with it. I thought, you know what, I can just about absorb this. I've got two mm-hmm. notifications. You know that Eddie Hearn gif of him looking at Tiger? <laughs> Um, (laughs) that was me twice and I had to go have have a little sit down in the dark room and just just get over it get back on that tightrope yeah (laughs) Um, so yeah to answer your question um, mostly template and just pick your battles just try to always have a route to a differential or like a a route Mm. to something that not everyone else has Um, like the first week of last season I think RJ Mean, you talked about it at the time. I had Kulazewski in my team for his goal against um, Southampton. And yeah. my team was basically, other than that, completely template, like completely everything everyone else had. Um, and I started with Haaland as well, which helped. I know not everyone else did. Um, but other than that, it was completely template. But Kulazewski yeah. gave me that extra little bit of um, yeah. swaz on top to give me a, a really good start and a few other times throughout the season. Other than that, just completely sticking to the template for the most part. It's really boring. It's not an exciting answer at all. Mm. Um, yeah. But just pick your moments. Do you remember in game week uh, 15, I think it was, um, uh, Man City played Fulham. It was the week where Cancelo got sent off. Do you remember yeah. in like the first half? Okay, yeah. Um, and there was a big, like it was a big weekend for, what's that Instagram account? Um, team News and Ticks. Like, I think he, like, crashed. It was one of the few weeks where he, many weeks, in fact, where he crashed the the game, basically, with his early team news saying, by the way, Leaks, yeah. um, and I think, I, I think most people on that one decided to just continue to captain him on the assumption he would probably come on or and then do something, or he would yeah. not come on at all and they would get their vice-captain. But I thought I would use that as an opportunity to swing against, and I captained Salah no, instead, who played Spurs. He scored, yeah. That's he? right. He's got two. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, sorry. Sorry, Lord. Lord, Lord, uh, Lord, 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 you went real quiet when that You captain Cancelo. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. That's, a lot of people did that, actually, didn't they? I remember now you mentioned it. Um, but no, that was just, it was a, a mix of, I just had a hunch that when Spurs play at home, sometimes things can turn, like, go from good to worse, good to really, sorry, from bad to worse, I should say, um, really quickly. Mm. And I thought if they, if Liverpool score early, it, the crowd will just turn mm. and mm. it will become worse. In the end, it didn't get that much worse for them, but Salah got two goals, so the damage was done. And that bumped me up from around 150 to 60k. And at that point, you like, because like, there's this like barrier when you get to 100k, isn't there? It's pretty, really hard to push through it. But then all of a sudden, you push through it and yeah. you're kind of, there's a, a long way back after that. And that was my the main <laughs> event in the season, if you like. So would you say that was the turning point for you that you knew that, oh, you know what, I'm actually having a, this is going to be a good season for me. Mm. As long as I don't, you know, mess up from here, um, mm. I will probably have a better season than I've had any time before. Um, and then there was another one where I, I picked a battle and uh, it, this wasn't going against the O so much, but this was just going a little bit off piste, if you like. Um, United had two double game weeks, back, not quite back to back, but like a quick succession, didn't they, just after the World Cup. How mad is it that yeah. there was a World Cup? Last season, which was like right in the middle of the season, that's crazy. It was a yeah. World Cup, wasn't it? I'm, yeah. I'm not making it up. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, it was World Cup. Yep. So just mm-hmm. after a that, good World Cup, maybe like, but it was World yeah, Cup. it was it was fun. Um, uh, it was like game week 20 and game week 22, like almost back to back. Um, and 
I thought, who loves a double game week? Bruno Fernandes loves a double game week. And everyone, if he does well in his first one, he'll be template by the time the second one comes around. So I thought, why not just try and get in on it early? Um, mm. And I did. I think he had something, you know, very low ownership, you know, at that point. And he got that horribly jammy goal, which absolutely shouldn't have stood against Man City. Oh, yeah, the offside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he got another one against Palace in the second game of the double game week. That's- that's prob- that's one of the reasons that they got the extra cameras as well. That goal, is that right? That's really interesting. Yeah, that one and Saka's um, goal that was disallowed too because they mm. couldn't get the angles right. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I got really jammy from that. I think he picked up nineteen points in that first double game week, and obviously that being the case, um, everyone went for him in the first in the second double game week. I mean, um, so I sort of. Got in. That's that's what FPL is about, isn't it? And that's what I tried to do with the sort of twenty percent picks. Just Correct, get ahead yeah. of what you think the next differential is going to be. Yeah. That's not a new thought. That's obviously mm. something that people have been trying to do for ages. But that's what I try and do specifically with that twenty percent ish team. Only equates to one or two players most of the time. Mm. Um, but it worked for me and a couple of other jammy ones that weren't really well thought out. I just got kind of lucky in some cases, like uh, Ward Prowse's goal against Spurs. Uh, or the penalty against Spurs in the last minute. Ming's got a couple of jammy returns. The assist, particularly, do you remember that one against oh, Bournemouth, maybe? Um, got a very lucky flip. It didn't divert the direction of the ball at all, but he touched it, so he still counted as an assist. And that was a, a turn of a six-pointer into a 12-pointer, and that whizzed me up quite far. Just a couple of other really jammy ones. And apart oh. from Wilson and Trent, a little bit in the sort of late 30s game weeks. Um, mm. I rode the EO sort of... Uh, tightrope relatively so the, successfully. You said it yourself that um, template is a boring answer, but really, it's the best way to play. Did you actually find it boring considering how well you did during the season? Because obviously you're, you're following template, but did you actually find it boring? Because normally, if I if I go template, I struggle. Mm. Like, I, I just mm, have to throw in some madness. I, I have to. Even though it doesn't Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's, I mean... that's kind of what the, the swaz picks are there for. That's not the technical term, of course, but that's mm. kind of the, the term I've settled on. Um, I, so like, even if you've got a player who's got, say, 60% EO, that means that there's roughly 40% of the game that doesn't have him. That's still quite a big jump, isn't it? Yeah. You know, if you've got, mm. you're getting points that only six out of 10 people around you are getting, then that's still four out of 10 ahead of you are going to fall, you're going to climb above them. So you still make quite considerable gains. It's not exciting mm. in the same way as when like a Kulazewski, as I mentioned, or a, a Salah random road captain goes off. But it's, you know, it's about the the small, you know, uh, gradual mm. gains as much as it is the, the massive gains, you know, the, the really sort of, I mean, they are the most exciting, obviously, um, the big ones, the sort of maverick picks that really work out. But you can quite, if you go too far with that, I found anyway, if you go too far with that, you can quite easily um, overdo it and miss out, you know, miss the wood for the trees sometimes. And, you know, sometimes the template picks are template because they are really, really obvious and mm-hmm. they're obvious because they are good and sensible. For a picks. reason. Yeah. yeah. Um, that would you say that uh, you kind of are more of a kind of grass FC kind of guy or analytics or do you try and merge the two? I mean, what, what would you say your style is? That I've never really put much thought into it, but I I found that I always feel a lot more comfortable with my choices if I've watched some football and decided, or you know, at least partly based my decisions based on what I've seen. Um, I find myself I find it quite hard to track stats or get too much from stats, apart from the obvious ones like how many goals or minutes or whatever it yeah, might yeah. be that players have scored. Like when someone's you know when you see accounts 
pushing things like uh, I can't think of any of the sort of more abstract examples off the top of my head, but um, the, the f I find the the graph side much more important. I, find, I just find the, the the numbers too hard to really take much from. Sometimes I've never been massively good with numbers, really. Um, so I, I find it quite hard to focus on the numbers and really take much meaning from what they mean sometimes. So I just prefer to go by vibes, frankly, most of the time, mm, yeah. rather than drilling down into yeah. the stats. But also, sometimes there's just some things you just don't see through stats. Mm. You just, mm. you, you just have to see it by watching the game. Yeah, you yeah. have to. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. think, yeah, you, yeah, you're absolutely that, right. Um, I think that translates to... Oh, sorry. Yeah, like I was, I was just going to say, heat maps are a great example. You see them, and they could you could, anyone can make them mean anything, really, can't they? But unless you actually watch yeah. the match and understand the relevance of where a certain player, they're works, actually being on the pitch. Yeah, it's like you see heat maps of you know maybe Haaland was one that you see a lot of heat maps for, and going you know people trying to push an anti-Haaland narrative, and they're going, oh, he's he never picks up the ball anywhere other than in the six-yard box or something like that, and you're like, that, that's what he's there for. That's where he yeah. scores all his goals. I don't care about that. But if you watch a game, you see that and don't think anything of it. Guys, do you remember during this season, no, well, last season, sorry, there was a point where people were saying that Haaland was making Man City worse. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> now, do you know what? I, I, it sounds mad when you think about it because they just won the treble in his first season. He scored nine billion goals or whatever. But um, <laughs> he, in a, in a lot of ways, his pressing... Is poor. He yeah. he doesn't. Qu he's not sort of a typical. City. I mean, he couldn't be more different from say Aguero, yeah, who was yeah. the sort of yeah. quintessential oh, yeah, striker. He's so different. Yeah. You know, Aguero was pacey, um, still had that poaching instinct, but he he was about sort of agility. Whereas Haaland's agile in a different way, I guess. But he didn't quite. I, I could understand people saying that. You know, when they were struggling to build up to make chances mm. to convert chances, he didn't quite act in the same way that the players they've always had there would act. Yeah. Um, but he makes up for that. It's, it's a similar one with Kane um, for Spurs. He's sometimes, mm. when the game's not going their way, sometimes it would be right to take him off or to do something slightly different with him, pull him, pull him yeah. deeper or something. But he makes up for that by the fact that he scores again, nine billion goals every season. Um, I mean, <laughs> you can't really argue that he actually made them worse because they won basically everything they could have won last year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With the exception That's... of the Carabao Cup, which is obviously <laughs> the most <laughs> I think I think that's a really prevalent point because uh, I think Man City beat Liverpool four 0 or four one last season, and Haaland was injured. And when yeah. I watched the game, I thought Man City played better football, but of course, that thing that they've been missing is the killer instinct, isn't it? And they probably mm, they yeah. probably sacrifice more domination before the last ten games when obviously Stones was inverted, but. What mm. you get with that convincing they, against Arsenal, they, a couple of their goals was just lobbing the ball forward high and Haaland running onto it. They mm. wouldn't have done yeah. that without Haaland. So, mm. I think, but yeah. also it's, it's it's like what you're saying as well. Like, I think they might have looked better with, when they didn't have Haaland in because they, that's what they were used to playing. That's how they liked to play. But they mm. had to get used to playing with Haaland rather than playing how they always played. Normally, a player comes in, they learn the Man City way. I feel like Man City had to adjust to play with Haaland. So I think yeah. that's why they looked so comfortable mm. when he was off that first time. It was just like, oh yeah, that's dodge. Mm. But yeah, man. That's probably how, that's probably where problem. Chelsea failed, isn't it? I know we're knocking Chelsea a lot, which I love. Oh, but when they bought man. when they bought Lukaku, they didn't adjust their game to match Lukaku. And maybe Manchester no, they, United. They, they expected him. Oh no, they did for Arsenal. 
apart from the first two games before he <laughs> got like, injured. That game against Arsenal, yeah. man. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he battered us. I couldn't believe it. Then they just changed it. I was like, all right. Then they just changed it. So, just for us, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but... It'll be interesting to see how Haaland's second season goes. Because if he gets, say, six games in and he's got one goal or, like, two attacking returns across six goals or something... It changes the field completely. Well, yeah, people will start to... It'll make FPL more interesting in a lot of ways. Yeah, absolutely. From a purely footballing perspective, people will start to go, hmm, maybe he's no good off. Maybe he was always terrible. Or in other horrible uh, takes like that. Um, Nat, Nat, form versus fixtures, I thought I'd ask you. Well, what are your thoughts? Uh, on absolutely form. Like, it's not even a... I mean, it, fixtures inform what the template is to a large degree. Um, like the double game week's coming up, or if a player's uh, a team rather has got, you know, like all, according to the FPL's official FDR, which is nonsense, by the way, but people will yeah, go along with it. Um, if it's like a, a long, straight stretch of green fixtures or purple or pink fixtures whatever they are um people often pay a lot of attention to that but i find that you get you know, people are really scared to play players against strong game, teams games. as we if they're always never going to concede yeah. as if mm. they're always going to score six goals um and mm. often that's the case um and you know there is a limit to it like you don't want to be you know betting on bournemouth attackers to score you know heavily against man city or against united or something like that um, but you can swing against you, you can swing against these teams sometimes. There's nothing wrong with target, like particularly if a team looks like they're about about to have a, uh, a run of bad form. Like Spurs had a couple of bad stretches last season. United had a couple of bad stretches, particularly towards the beginning. Um, like attack these teams as well. Don't be scared of them. Don't yeah. transfer a player out just because oh they've been alright, but they've got you know Liverpool and Spurs coming up. Just no, just just if yeah. they're in form, they're in form. Um, City hardly had any clean sheets. Yeah, exactly. They, exactly. they, they won those, but they kept conceding. I mean, it's almost scoring mm. these goals against them. I mean, you can get these points from somewhere else. Yeah, hundred percent. No, I, I, I think you can really. Um, I have a lot of respect for the people who plan out fixtures and you know uh, work strictly to fixtures and plan so far ahead um, based on who's playing whom. Uh, but I just, I, I find that quite a sort of restrictive approach. I'd much rather watch football, analyze it, and work out who's in form, mm. who looks like they're about to enter a bad stretch of form, and target them, regardless of where they are on the table or how good they are otherwise brilliant okay I should move on to Nat's current draft that he sent us mm. so first of all um, we are using the graphics from our partners draft hound so our link the link will be in the description where you can always use our affiliate link and then uh, get to planning so Nat if you could read out your team, please, for the audio listeners, that would be great. But before that, yeah, Arjun, sure. do you have something to say? Arjun? Yeah, before you do that, how do you feel about this FDR? The FDR on the players here. Uh, let's see. Well, I've not used this site before. Excuse me. So, oh, it's just coloured by... Okay, so let's... It's coloured like you like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's definitely a lot better than the official FPL one. That's why. Yeah, it seems... That's it seems yeah. Traffic light yeah. system. Um, yeah. This does seem a lot better. I'm not sure. So one is is a bad fixture, obviously. Okay, so um, uh, uh, that's oh, so the numbers are the expected points. Oh, the I see. Are expected points. The color is the FDR, really. Yeah. It seems yes, to make a lot more sense three. than the official FPL one. Um, oh, it's much. The more I look at it, the more it makes sense. Yeah, I won't go through all the numbers. Um, for fear of boring everyone to tears any more than I am, but um, it this makes a lot more 
sense. I wish I'd mm. yeah, I'll be using this, that's for sure. Um yeah, no, it makes yeah, a lot of audio, sense. Let's go for, for the audio, let's go for your team, man. Sure. So currently Anana in goal, um Gabriel Stupinan, Stupinian rather, um, Mings and Stones, although I have changed Mings uh, to Chilwell actually, so let me read that again. Sorry, it's uh, Gabriel nice. Stupinian, uh, Chilwell and Stones. Currently, Saka, Salah, Mitoma, Bruno Fernandes, and uh, Nicholas Jackson and Haaland. It says, if you're looking at the graphic, it says in Kunku there, but I've changed that since to uh, Jackson to squeeze an okay. extra 0.5 out of him. And I think he might be a marginally better pick anyway, having watched zero minutes of Chelsea preseason, but just for the vibes <laughs> for the moment. Um, uh, that extra 0.5 million talks. Um, but that's it at the moment. Uh, it's in a 4 4 2. Um, because I think that's the most versatile formation. That's usually what I try and aim for at the beginning of every season, unless there's a real standout reason to go for something different. Because with the four four two, you can pivot to basically within reason any formation in one or mm. maybe two moves. Um, yeah. If I need to squeeze an extra third, an extra forward in there, I can do that quite easily. Or if I need to get an extra mid or whatever it might be, I can do that quite e- or a little bit easier, I think, rather than with a four five one or um, three four three or whatever. You're just a little bit sort of. It just maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm overthinking it. Um, but I just tend to default no. to that where possible. And the subs for completion are Whitworth occupying that goalkeeper spot. That could be basically only 4.0 um, goalkeeper, though, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Yes, well, I, he's got quite high ownership, hasn't he? Actually, um, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, and I try to avoid those picks if possible, unless it seems like he's definitely going to play, which I don't think we know at the moment. Unless he seems like an actual, an actually really good pick, in which case I would probably change to him. But otherwise, his ownership um, presents a, a value trap. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, as it stands, I'm probably going to stay away from that. And the rest of the bench is Cabore for Luton, uh, Shandon Baptiste for Brentford, and Archer, um, whose first name I've forgotten, probably, but um, for Villa. And again, they they could be basically only four point five uh, mid or forward, unless I. I think uh, Elliot, is it, um, what's his name? Elliot, the Newcastle midfielder. I'm going completely Anderson. Anderson. That's it. Um, yes, he's picking up a bit of attention. So I'll probably yeah, at yes, some yeah. point change him around yeah. unless he becomes a value so, track as well. Look, looking at this team as well, with you having the two extra changes. So you've gone with, originally you went with 0.5 in the bank. So now I'm guessing you've got nothing in the bank now. Yes, I think so. I think that's So right, you've gone yeah. against that tactic of keeping the 0.5? Yeah, I mean... Point for having the, the the extra money in the bank straight away is always helpful, but if that point five would be better used, you know, I mean, upgrading say Gabriel or Mings, I think it is, I, I did in the end, up to uh, Chilwell. He's assuming he is fit, which he often isn't, as we know, Chilwell. I mean, um, and assuming it looks like he's going to start and be, you know, deserving of that money being spent on him, um, I think it's worth the extra step up. Um, Mings okay. is a good player and he's playing for a good team and he's got reasonable fixtures from memory, I think, isn't he? Yeah, was it Newcastle, Everton? Yeah. Newcastle, Everton, um, Burnley, yeah. That's right. That's not a bad start, but the thing is he offers, despite what I said earlier about the two very jammy attacking returns I got from him last season, um, he doesn't get a huge amount of attacking returns, not regularly at mm. least, whereas Chilwell has yeah. the potential to go absolutely Definitely. spare, doesn't he? So um, it's worth that extra saving. Watch their game today. They play Fulham in the um, Premier mm. League summer series. Chilwell's playing exactly the same way he used to. And mm. he didn't get injured. That's the main thing. He didn't get injured in this game. I don't know mm. when the score ended, but last time I looked, it was like 2-0. So Chilwell's... A, I heard he got, a, he got an assist as well, didn't he, according to the... Yeah, from the corner. Yeah, yeah. for Thiago Silva. Yeah. It may have been a corner. Yeah. But that's yeah. just from looking. I mean... The only thing is about Chilwell is that they got first game is Liverpool, isn't it? 
Mm. Yeah, going back to what I said earlier, that doesn't really phase me too much. I mean, on paper, it's not an ideal start. You'd rather him start with something nice and, you know, with no disrespect to those teams on paper, easier like a, a promoted team or a team that was fighting relegation last season or something. Um, but at the same time, like, it, <laughs> on one hand, Chelsea-Liverpool games are historically, or at least recently, quite cagey. I think they've had like four nil-nils in a row when they face each other, haven't they? But yeah. if it does finish nil-nil, that's obviously a return for Chilwell. Um, mm -hmm. And the games will, if the trend follows that pattern, um, it will be a tight game. So he, you know, he, he could still score, he could still return, he could still, you know, as you say, get a, an assist from a set piece or something. It doesn't phase me too much. And Liverpool are not without problems of their own, are they? Mm. I mean, they've, they've yeah. basically sold their entire midfield to Saudi Arabia, which isn't an ideal thing to do at any time. <laughs> um, yeah, replace them to a degree, I suppose, but it's going to take a little bit of time to. Um, to get back to where they were, I think it's going to be a bit of a rebuild mm. for them. So I see no reason to, fate, to, to fear um, Liverpool. They'll be still. They've always been quite leaky, haven't they? And that was even with a functioning, you know, well, mm. you know, a, a midfield that's familiar with itself. Um, we'll, we'll probably go into uh, Salah a bit more because we've got a segment. But one thing that mm. uh, kind of jumped off the page was uh, just going double Arsenal. I mean, the consensus from a Twitter's aspect or X aspect is which triple Arsenal to own, actually. Mm. And is that something that kind of entered your mind or were you quite keen on just the yeah. two Arsenal assets and you can, you know, hop on accordingly? Yeah, I mean, there's there's always a worry with Arsenal, a bit like City always have. They they often spread the points around, don't they? Um, you yeah. don't, well, often at least get, um, you know, one of them coming off with an enormous haul and everyone get the others getting nothing. They tend to sort of share it around. Um, yep. And I feel like one will become a standout before too long. It's hard to know which. I want to start with one of them, either Saka or Martinelli, or less likely Odegaard. But I just can't, first of all, structure-wise, I can't fit him in. I want Bruno, that's absolutely certain. Um, and that leaves one more space for an 8.5. And I can't, so I can't fit a second one in anyway. I could have Gabriel Jesus instead of, well, instead of uh, one of the Chelsea forwards. Um, but he's... No, plays in a very advanced position for one of the best teams in the league, but he just doesn't quite click with me as a as an FPL pick at the moment. Um, he links mm -hmm. up the play more than he does sort of provide the attacking returns. I find, I don't know, RJ is a, an Arsenal fan. You may have a better perspective on that than me, but I just feel like not quite for Jesus for me mm -hmm. at the moment, anyway. I, I, so, yeah, I agree with you, man. I, I think that's it's a good point. It's Jesus. Loves to switch on the wing with uh, Martinelli or whoever's on the left, but he's not. He he hasn't been very clinical, even mm. when he. I know he had a um, a major injury, which everyone seems to forget as well. But when it comes to scoring goals, he misses a lot. He's he's like another Darwin Nunes. He misses a lot of opportunities. He can get past mm. five or six guys, but he won't put it in the back of the net. He just duff mm. the shot or something like that. So you'll get the I fully get it. Um, goal, won't he? He'll yeah. get the pre-assist yeah. or the assist for the assist, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I may well uh, pivot to a third Arsenal player, but at the same time, I don't think so. I'm not even sure about having Gabriel there, to be honest. Um, Arsenal were quite leaky at home, weren't they? And he comes up with, just like most centre-backs, he comes up with one or two or three attacking returns across the season. Uh, but That's only when we lost Saliba, Brav. Relax. <laughs> That's uh, fair. That's a fair point. I'm considering that, actually. You, you yeah. pretty strongly discuss about definitely having Bruno Fernandes is it kind mm. of him or Rashford and you 
decided with Bruno? And if if that was the reason, why is it penalties, or is it a lot more than that? Yeah, the, the penalties help. I mean, we're not certain. We can't be certain that Bruno will have them because I think he and Rashford shared them out um, at times last season. I think um, his his price is an absolute abomination. Why is he so cheap? Yeah. Yeah, it's it, the I mind agree. boggles. I mean, United will be, you know, hopefully one of the strongest, from my perspective anyway, hopefully one of the strongest teams in the league next season. I think you'd agree objectively that that is not unlikely to be the case, let's say. Mm. Um, and he is their, you know, one of their most creative players in terms of that sort of central midfield engine providing the creativity. He's the, the clear um, main source of that. Um, yeah. Why is he, he should be, like, he wouldn't look odd if his price was say 10 million this season mm-hmm. would it? and even then that would yeah. feel a little bit ooh, maybe there's a bargain there um yeah. he's not at the same level as salah or holland don't get me wrong um but he has the potential to just go absolutely spare against anyone yeah. at any time he so consistently plays every single minute is what is it since he joined in 2020 he's missed one game through injury unbelievable yeah, that's wow. that's freakish he, he, yeah. So he's basically as close to nailed as you can possibly get, unless he gets like a serious injury, which hopefully he wouldn't. Um, you can basically be certain that he'll play, which you can't say. There probably aren't many players you can say that about in the top four teams, at least, or the greedy six top teams, mm. whatever you want to call them. Um, but it, it's an absolute no-brainer for me. I, I can't see myself mm. without him. At least, he got, I mean, he got, we've got he a great got, fixture to start with, too. He, he got just, just 17 returns and he's still scored over 170 mm. points and I think he'll be yeah. better this season I agree I, I think he's going to be knocking up that 200 point mark again honestly yeah I think absolutely especially with um with a new dedicated striker signed for you lot that makes him yes. even, even a better option now than That's he was just a point. week ago he did that what so 17 goals what's that How, what, what's the spread between goals and assists right you know off the top of your head um whatever it is you know he, he did what he did without a dedicated centre forward, you know, mm. well, we had Martial and whatever Veghorst was, but, um, <laughs> he... <laughs> um, oh, come on, he scored. I still, don't, I still don't understand that signing, man. <laughs> I just still don't get I it. I think it's what you call yeah. an emergency carrier. signing, isn't it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, he did everything he did last year without, you know, as you say, a dedicated centre forward. Now he's got that. Yeah. Um, so he will do even more, and you've, you know he's the, the team has only been strengthened. It's not one of those um, transfer windows that we've had sometimes where you look at the teams around us and we're, you know, really really being outclassed on the transfers front. You look at other teams signing this and that and the other, and then you go, ah, oh, we've got a new reserve keeper's tea lady or something, and you have to try and be happy about. I know we have. I think we're leading the pack really in terms of summer signings so far. New keeper, new. Creative, well, new number eight, new striker. Now, I think that's pretty strong. So we've only strengthened, and he, yeah. he again, and that frees up Bruno Fernandes even well. more. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So I think it's an. Abs- I, I don't know what they were thinking when they priced him so low. It really just doesn't make any sense. But I'm going to take advantage take of it from the get go. I'll take it. Yeah, hundred percent. The one thing that stood out for Ray, it's a good transition to the next one, is uh, you were one of the few drafts that picked Mo Salah. Mm. And to be honest, I don't, like we were talking about it last week, I don't understand why no one has him in his team. But if you see him in a team, everyone understands. Like, you know why he's in the team. Look at the points mm-hmm. he gets. Look at the goals he gets. Mm. Salah. But mm. you didn't, you did, did you ever doubt putting Salah in or was you always putting him in? I, you know, when I did my first two or three iterations of this draft, 
uh, I had I had a no salad draft for a while, and I thought, do you know what? I'm just going to feel sick when it gets to game week one, and I've not got him. Um, <laughs> even though he's got a relatively tough fixture to start with, I can't remember off the top of my head what his fixtures after that are. But to be honest, I don't really care. He does well against basically any team. Uh, we can do well against basically any team, anytime, anywhere. He's one of those. Um, yeah. We always have this hokey cokey at the beginning of the season, don't we? With Salah, some people go every well, this year. Is a year. I'm really going to go without him. every year, and then he does one thing, one thing, or he has one good game. And everyone panics to buy him in and they'll tear their teams up. They'll use their wild card. Yeah, exactly. They'll use their wild card. They will c- completely take an angle grinder to their team just to try and squeeze him in somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying he's absolutely certain to do well. We know he can be a little bit on the streaky side. Sometimes he will just go AWOL for eight or ten game weeks at a time, which is fine. Most players mm-hmm. do that. Um, but I'd rather have I'd rather be in a position where, okay, I've got him. I need to down I need to get rid of him um, and have all this money to play with after downgrading him you know taking him down to yeah. a, a sacker or someone at that sort of price level go wow i've got four million to play with what should i do yeah. with it rather mm-hmm. than go oh my god i need to squeeze him in how do He's i get four million <laughs> every week where am i going to get four million from because i've spread it so evenly across my midfield um you know i've got two 8.5s a couple of 6.5s in the midfield oh god i'm gonna have to like do a minus eight and already you're like massively behind yeah, he could flop. Yeah. He could have a, a bad yeah. first four or five weeks. But I'd rather not be in a position where I've got to try and crowbar him in after the fact. I'd rather just be in that position from the get-go, to be honest. Chelsea away, Bournemouth at home, Newcastle away. Hmm. That he's, Bournemouth he's at home one, one is games. pretty... Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, that Bournemouth at home was going to shed a few tears. Mm. Yeah. Well, it, that was the, the team they beat. Was it Bournemouth 9-0. Beat 9-0 last season? 9-0. Yeah. 9-0. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, you know what? I did uh, the match of the day challenge that week. Um, oh. The one and only time I did it last season. But the thing is, that was the one result that a mate spoiled for me. I told his mate, like anyone oh. I knew I'd be speaking with that day, oh, don't tell me the results, mate. I'm going to be doing the match of the day challenge with another mate. Um, but he let slip. He was like, oh, did you see the Bournemouth score? It was 9 0. And then. Oh, you have a chance. Cheers, mate. Don't tell me who scored. I'm assu- and when you hear that, I, I you know, think, right, I've yeah. got the Salah captain. Here we go. I've got Trent. I've got Salah. I think I might have had one more. Um, let's he go. Adds a um, yeah. And I, uh, yes, then I watched match of the day. 2 0, no return. Oh, okay, this is weird. It's coming at some point. No, 3 0, no, nothing. And all the way to 9 0, he's done nothing. What is this game? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Really? He, yeah. <laughs> Look, the, the the law of large numbers means that if that happens again this season, if he, you know, if, if Liverpool absolutely pump Bournemouth at some, you know, in that game, which you'd assume they will, um, Salah could score all five or six or seven or however many they get. And I'd really, really rather not be on the end of that, on the wrong end of that, rather. So just going to have That's going to set that first group ahead as well in, in FPL. That first bunch of people that jump forward is going to be mm. the Salah owners. Salah or no Salah, yeah. yeah, in that scenario, yeah. I think yeah. having no salary is just a, a trap. I mean, he's only one player, but he's one of the most important players in FPL. You know, mm-hmm. it's he's what he does or doesn't do kind of is one of those. Well, he's one of those players where what he does or doesn't do dictates the rest of the week. A bit like Haaland, mm-hmm. um, one or two others, Kane, a few others, Trent as well. I'd rather not be on the mm-hmm. wrong side of that. Trent is one player I can't fit into this draft, and I wish I could, um, but I just can't make it work. So I'm not going to. That's a little easier to kind of squeeze in, isn't it? You know, yeah. probably just about you know find an extra two and a half to upgrade a um, a five point five like Chilwell up to him or something. That's mm. a bit easier, or only a little bit less horribly difficult. A, 
Yeah, I agree. It's, it's 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 a lot on combinations as well, isn't it? It's not just Salah versus asset B. It's for in this example, with your example, I look at it's like um, Salah and Chilwell versus uh, Ratchford and Trent, for example. And obviously, mm. there's the more money in there as well. And then you look at you know, well, which combination do I think will haul? But you're not really looking at it through the whole season, isn't it? You're separating it into sprints of like okay one to four one to six what could happen here and obviously if it doesn't go well you can hop off and Mm. the funny thing is when I was talking to the guys beforehand about you know setting up the schedule here and you know you gave over your draft one of the segments was going to be what a salad draft can look like and how well you can spread your funds and you know his ownership has gone up about five percent in the last six days and um Law, you were mentioned that you only see it going higher as well as yeah, yeah. we go. I mean, he got two assists today as well. Um, you know, he created quite a lot. He still got what 25, 26 returns last season, still an outstanding season. Um, mm. that I think FOMO is starting to sit in, but I think it's more than just FOMO. The guy's unbelievable, isn't he? I, I still think mm. he's gonna haul, isn't he? He's gonna return well. And I just feel at this current time, possibly like yourself, I think. It's worth it because look, if he if it's a screw up, you're right. Sell him, go to some. Brilliant. I got three and a half it's million. A, it's <laughs> a straightforward problem to fix, isn't it? Yeah, there's tons of players you can downgrade, you know, chip a couple of million off him and you know, use that elsewhere and just lick your wounds and move on. Whereas if it's the other way around, that's a big problem that I really don't want to have. Tall ask, yeah. mm. What you mentioned about guys. um yeah. what you mentioned about Bruno as well, in terms of just mm. like you know he's going to play. Especially in that Liverpool attack where there's so much uncertainty, you know Salah's going to start those games. You just know it. Yeah, yeah. with him it comes with a little asterisk. There's always a little bit of doubt. There's always some world-class intellect on Twitter trying to spread nonsense that, oh, Salah's not starting this week. You should probably bench him. Um, <laughs> That's what they sound like as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I hear. That's the worst I hear. That's the yeah, worst absolutely, yeah. Um, so there's, but, but he does every now and then one or two games a season. He will get rested. Um, whereas that never seems to happen with Bruno. So there's a little tiny ask. You're like 98% certain that mm. Salah will start. Yeah. Um, but again, you're right. You can be pretty certain that he will start barring injury or, you know, some other weird circumstance. Guys, is it me or the template keeps changing and the, se- the season hasn't started? Like someone throws out a player on Twitter and all of a sudden every draft, and this is not Salah I'm talking about, but everyone seems talking about this certain player all of a sudden. Like Stones wasn't in everyone's draft. Now all of a sudden Stones is in every draft. And then they'll bring another player and they, this person's always Jackson. in. It's, it's, yeah. Why did he? Yeah, exactly. Why? Where is everyone getting this template from? Musa Diaby is the next one. That's that's yeah, going to be Diaby's tomorrow, maybe Tuesday's yeah, yeah. Meta pick. That is it's another Bailey trap. That is it's another Bailey trap. Darwin. It's good as well. Darwin. Darwin. Darwin's getting Darwin, there as well yes. It's crazy. It's annoying. Yeah, preseason can be so misleading, can't it? I mean, yeah, you, you so tell some things from it. It's more useful for getting an idea of how a team is going to set up or what kind of philosophies, yeah. and mm. strategies, and systems, and all the rest of it they want to use. But in terms of whether a player is in form or not. Um, it's I don't think it can really be hard for telling that. Yeah. Particularly yeah. useful I don't think it can like, be. Um, do you remember the Community Shield last year? Harlan had a pretty meh game. No one really, or yeah. most people didn't really know what well, it was. Well, worse than pretty meh, isn't it? It was, yeah. He, the, he had a couple of chances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, there was that one that was, you know, like six yards out or something, wasn't it? and he sent it to Rose. <laughs> I remember that. Um, yeah, some, but, and everyone, I, I was sitting with a mate of mine who is horrible at FPL um, at the pub watching it. <laughs> and I won't name him. <laughs> Simon. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my um, and he was going, oh, no, Haaland's going to be horrible. And I remember he sent a message into our group chat along the lines of, we were all sharing our drafts. And he went, Haaland, you got to be joking. And I just didn't say anything at the time. I just thought, you know, um, he's a fool. It'll come back to bite him. It's all right. <laughs> um, and then Haaland went off, what, in like the first week, what, two goals against mm, West Ham yep. the first week. And I just sort of, oh, I enjoyed that. And I think he, yeah. he went, what was it, sunk cost fallacy. He just went all in on the, the no Harlan strategy for like eight weeks and it absolutely oh, ruined him. So when I, I wasn't just being yeah. mean when I said he's bad at FPL, bless him. Um, love him really. Um, but no, it's, you can't tell much by form or much pro- about someone's form based on uh, pre-season. Um, yeah, even like, um, like Arsenal... It's, we can't even say like we're showing how we're going to play. Arteta is trying other ways we can play, like his backups in all the games. It's like you could you we have no idea how we're mm. going to set up. Is Tim going to be playing on the right? Is he going to be playing on the left? He's going to be playing as a mm. centre back. Is Ben White going to play? Like there's nothing to say. Oh yeah, this is the team that we're going to go with. It's hard mm. habits going to start. Is habits going to be on the bench? We, so I, I don't know. Preseason, <laughs> you can't really. You can't. My, you just, basically, you just know if anyone's injured or not. My favourite one is that everyone's decided that Havertz is a terrible footballer because he messed up on that keep up challenge or whatever it was, yeah, you know, the one where launched the balls into, yeah, yeah. yeah, the volleys challenge or whatever it was. I mean, we knew he was a horrible footballer anyway before that. So we didn't need this thing to decide um, <laughs> that, he, that he... No, that's not true. That's not true. He's actually a good signing. I think he would do really quite well at Arsenal. I might be eating his words later in the season, but I nah. am quietly kind of jealous of that signing, actually. Um, nice. I think he would do really well. He fits the profile player you want big mm. time. It's you know that that challenge as well, yeah. I actually watched the whole thing, like the angles and the videos that are out on Twitter. Yes, it looks awful. It looks terrible. <laughs> but when he was doing that at the time, yeah, this guy was having fun. Like he was swinging mm. with his left foot, swinging with his right foot. Like he was actually just messing around. And mm. then he's looking at the other players and laughing. Like he wasn't taking it seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you see the videos on Twitter, oh my god, it looks so bad. I don't know what it is about him. He just gets it slated. So anytime, maybe it's just something about his body language or his attitude yeah. or something, but anytime he does something yeah. wrong, he just gets piled in on. Uh, I don't get it. I think he's actually yeah. really good. I'm only teasing. I think he's actually pretty good. Like I say, I'm quite jealous that you've got him. Um, he scored the winner in the Champions League final against City. Yeah, he did, he? I think yeah. like people were saying that. Game then, as well. That was a great game as well. It's not even just the, the goal he scored. He actually played really mm. well that game. So, mm. yeah, I'm glad we didn't have a good season at Chelsea last year, but happen. nor did anyone really. No, he didn't. At Chelsea. Well, I mean, that's that's interesting. That is, would you rather have taken him or Mount for United? Probably, probably Mount actually. Um, okay. that's not to say that anything against Havertz, so I, I like them both a lot. Um, I just uh, instinctively, Mount just fits more what we want. I think I can't quite put yeah, my finger on why, it's just definitely Mount. The fact that we have actually signed him, nothing is nothing to do with it. But um, no, no, no. It's, yeah, it's it's funny that because I actually preferred, I would have preferred us to sign Mount instead of Havertz personally. I think he would have fit uh, more of the template of what Chaka was doing, and maybe just a higher level. Uh, mm. So getting Havertz yeah. was an interesting one as well because I spoke to RJ before as well a few weeks ago, and I'm I have no expectations on this. You know, it will work brilliant. If it doesn't, I'm like, yeah. Well, I didn't expect too much from him anyway, but yeah. it's quite interesting what Is he said an about consideration, do you think? Personally, not yet, um, not yet because I think, yeah, because I think my first three will be party Odegaard and Rice uh, to start the season. Um, mm. I think getting Havertz in there too early maybe uh, sacrifices mm. Odegaard as an, as an FPL asset, personally. 
So, um, and he's, he's 7.5 as well. Yeah, but exactly. For 0.5 yeah, more, you get Martinelli. Exactly. So you think just, I know it's a little bit off topic, but is Martinelli not a bit of a minutes risk with Trossard looking so strong? Yeah, definitely. I think, definitely. But again, I, I, I treat it in sprints. I think in the first one to five games, I think Martinelli will start every game. And I think in 70 minutes, stroke 75 minutes of Martinelli, I think there's more hall potential than Jesus if he plays the whole game. For me, and Saka, in my opinion. As mentioned points. Say that again, buddy? Sorry. Yeah. And Saka, in my opinion. I mean, there's more hall potential in Martinelli. The way, the way you guys play, especially when Jesus is starting, there's more... Because he's a natural striker, isn't it? Martinelli started is, as a striker. Then there is Saka. He started yeah. as a striker, so yeah. But is he going to stay on the 70th minute? Yeah, that's the thing. Then he got Trossard, risk on, on top of that. Yeah. Like Matt said, Trossard, he looks so good. Like, he's actually tried... I think when he first arrived, he was happy to play a, a part of the bench, but I think now he's trying to fight into that first team. And the way he's playing... Sorry, sorry, RJ, go on. Go on. No, go on. Just the way he's playing, you can't really look it. He's, he's 0.5 cheaper than um, Odegaard and Saka, isn't he? Is that not a reflection of the fact that he's a minutes risk, do you think? Is that why they've priced him that tick lower? Oh, Martinelli? Yeah, I think so. Yes. Yeah, because... Yeah. You've got a few players that can play on the left now. You've got Jesus switching with him on the left. Trossard is the problem. It's, I don't see us playing as Martinelli as much as we did before. And same with Saka. I feel like we can't burn them out because that's that, that started to show towards the end of the season. We burned mm. them out. So, but, but, know, you, yeah. but, but you're looking at the whole season. Surely you've got to look at like the first five yeah, games. Yeah. Yeah. And you then because our fixtures get more difficult. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I've ruled out so. going from Saka to to him. I have been toying with that a little bit. I've just left it on Saka at the moment, just because of penalties mainly and the sort of yeah. closer to guaranteed minutes. But we'll see. I like to think about that one. Yeah. I'm I'm the same at the moment. I've kept to to Saka because it's just the obvious choice is that he's going to definitely play. He's just such yeah. an intensely likable guy as well, isn't he? It's hard to just not go. Oh, go on then. Yeah, for me as well, the ownership on Saka is so high that yeah. taking the risk for Martinelli, point. who you who you know is a minutes risk, just I just can't make that switch because of that reason. Mm, that's an interesting point. My EO shield strategy, especially early mm. in the season, in mind, probably will end up sticking with him, I guess. I don't know. We'll see. 54.3% ownership on Saka. Yeah, it's so high. It's yeah. Is he the second most owned player after Haaland? I think so. I don't think I've seen a draft of him. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't think I have. Seriously, I don't. No, I don't think really like... That's mad. I don't know that. Yeah. Oh boy. I'm, 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 so, I'm... guys, are we going with Salah? Or <laughs> yeah. Ray going with Salah? At the moment, he's in. Yeah. Because all our drafts, we didn't have Salah. <laughs> no, no, no. Next, next week, we're all going to pop up with our Salah drafts. <laughs> you know it. Shocking. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's brilliant. So let's go to Ooh. new signing, oh, Rasmus Hoyland. So, so, so first of all, could we all have a go at pronouncing his name? So Nat, as our esteemed guest, could you go first? It's obviously uh, Hoogeland. You're getting it wrong. <laughs> no, uh, I have a friend who lives in Denmark. I know Hoyland is Hoyland's Norwegian, isn't he? I'm not about to make an idiot of myself. Danish. Um, is he Danish? Oh, okay. Good. Yeah, Hoyland is. 
have made an idiot of myself. That's good. Uh, well, I have a friend who lives yeah. in Denmark, and he will be correct my pronunciation if he watches this. I'm, I'm going to go with Hoyland. That's what everyone says, though, isn't it? Or he'll say something yeah, I think they will go very particular, that. like, it's actually Hoyland. Or something. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think it's Hoyland. Hoyland. Well. Hoyland. Yeah. Hoyland? Yeah. What are your thoughts on yeah, the signing, Matt? Um, having watched zero football with him in, I don't really feel like my opinion is worth much, but he comes very highly rated. I know that. Mm. Um, his stats are not particularly exciting. I do know that as well. I haven't done much research into him at all. Um, but I, like I say, he comes highly rated enough for United to want to go in for him. Um, so that's good enough for me in a lot of ways. He's, we've been absolutely begging for a, a dedicated number nine for a couple of years mm. now, really, haven't we? Uh, we tried Ronaldo and that obviously was a, a mixed, <laughs> uh, an experiment with mixed results. And hopefully this will be the, the, the solution to what we've been looking for. But it comes with all the oh, usual yeah. caveats of a player who's really uh, successful in a, another European league um, coming to the Premier League. You know, the cliche you always hear rolled out is, oh, it's a, it's a more physical league, isn't it? It's not a cliche, it's true. Yeah. Um, but all that, you know, what I'm saying comes with all those usual caveats we'll have to see, but it's very promising and it's nice that we've just identified a player and bought him without that yeah. much fuss. Yeah, um, do you remember yeah. the, who was it we were trying to sign last year, De Jong? Last year, oh my God, that saga just oh drove me mad. Goodness. By the end, I didn't even want him. I just wanted to just <laughs> yeah. buy a player who wanted to come and play for us. And, and Hoyland was quite clear, if you believe, um, our Lord and Saviour, Fabrizio Romano. He was very clear from the get-go, according to him, that he wanted to just come to United, specifically United. PSG was sticking their noses in and he said, uh, maybe, except no, not really, because I want to go play for United. And the fact that we've identified a player who wants to play for us and we've just bought him with little fuss, um, probably mm. paid a little bit over the odds, but... Who doesn't nowadays? Yeah, yeah, that's probably 70, to be um, a 72 million. I mean, how old is he? He's 20, 21, young, 20, 20, yeah, yeah, 72 wow. million for you know, I, I don't think that's that bad actually. That's so well, depressing when you think that someone who's 21 is worth like what 70 million pounds. I'm 28 in October and I'm worth like 20 quid. <laughs> it's so depressing. <laughs> So, hold on, we're looking at this here. Appearance is 32, nine goals, two assists. Do we think he's going to have a problem with uh, his first season in the Premier League or do you think he's going to hit the ground running? That's to everybody. I've, yeah, I, personally, I, don't know, I don't know too much about him. I'm in a similar position to Nat where I've not seen any footage of him playing or anything. I've only heard what other people have said. So, I don't know too much about him. Um, from an FPL perspective, I'd definitely be waiting to see what he does before I start selecting mm. my team. Even if he comes in at a silly cheap price, mm. I'm still I'd still be reluctant to go with him. Yeah. Um, if he comes in at say like the price that people seem to be leaning towards a seven point five, yeah. unless yeah. they, you know, make a mistake, I don't think the price in that low will probably be more like an eight point five or something um, to reflect the team that he's got behind him. Um, I like you say, I just don't like. Do you remember Timo Werner a couple of years ago? Yeah, feels a little bit similar to that, doesn't it? Um, came quite highly rated, reasonable goal scorer. The thing that stands out to me on the stats you've got there, for those on the audio, it says uh, 1834 minutes across 32 appearances. That means there's quite a few substitute appearances in there, doesn't it? Mm. Um, yep. so that's roughly what's a full season of Premier League football 32. Well, 
of football, 32, 40 minutes. Is that right? Yes, 3,240 yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah. That means he's played... He said he were good with just... numbers. Look at him. Look at him go. <laughs> 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 uh, that means he's played just over half the minutes in the league, right? What half would be 1,600. Yeah. So he's played just over half. That means a lot of substitute mm. appearances. Um, and what would you call a successful season for a number nine in a top six team, 20 goals a season? That'd be all right. And that's a little bit below what you'd want. Nine goals in... Um, what just over half a season it's not too bad in terms of the minutes the appearances number looks a little bit concerning if it was 32 full appearances if it was more like 2800 minutes or something you'd go oh really um but I'm not he didn't, he didn't start that. the season with atalanta funny enough i think he was at another team for about two or three games oh, there you and go. i think in the 32 games he made about 20 starts and you know expected goals nine and a half mm. npxg non-penalty because he didn't take a penalty in expected assisted goals 2.4 I did a little bit of research for another bit um, that I was doing and funny enough he's he's all over the pitch Nat like he takes Mm. deep line positions he runs off the shoulder he plays wide at times as well so I think you kind of could see um, a little what Arsenal do sometimes you could see rotations in the game between mm-hmm. Rashford, Sancho, himself, maybe sometimes in Sancho, stroke Anthony, exactly, and then yeah. maybe Bruno running off him as well, and maybe Mount as well. So I look at him from just the limited amount of stuff that I've seen. I think he's going to be more of a forward attacking asset for the team rather than a guy who's going to plug in 30 goals from mm-hmm. our scene. Um, similar like you, it's a wait and see. I, I don't think he'll be eight, eight and a half because you're looking at Jesus price here yeah. and less than in Kunku, more than in Kunku. Mm, that's so, fair. Yeah. But less than Ollie Watkins. I mean Ollie Watkins had a really good season for the most part uh, last year. Personally I think yeah. seven or seven and a half. I think if he's below seven then I think everyone will just bring him in. I'm not gonna lie. I am looking I'm thinking seven, six point five. Because mm. like yeah, you mentioned Timo Werner. Timo came in really expensive but he scored like 30, 40 goals the season before in the mm. Bundesliga. So I don't see them putting him up here high, highly. I think the only thing that's going to put him up in terms of price is just the fact that he's going to United. But I think yeah. maybe seven, six point five. I don't think he's going to get a higher price. I, I, I just don't see it. Because like said, the same price as, as Jesus. I don't know. I mean, there's two questions, isn't there? There's what you think he should be priced at to make the game competitive, and what you think he will be priced at. And we know that FPL Towers in their infinite wisdom aren't really that interested in doing the sense they just want to do the thing that's going to make people most engaged and I I guess with that in mind they're going to want to make this new shiny toy that United have signed and we know how popular United are around the globe Um, they're going to want to make him accessible to most people so maybe you're right maybe he will come in a bit cheaper than he ought to like Fernandez. maybe that explains Fernandez's cheap price to to a level I guess I can't believe that that's crazy even Grealish at 7.5 that baffled me too do you know what? I didn't uh, even know this what exactly. I haven't considered him yeah, for a Greenish second. 7.5. No, neither have I, you know. This is crazy. I've not looked at Greenish at How all. good a season he had last season in 7.5 or something? Same as Foden. Just Foden like, didn't play. As a season, it was good, yeah, but FPL-wise, no. What's that? He was all the rage around, like, well, third, game week 31 or 32. Like, he was very template, wasn't he? Like, EO in the 70s. Yeah, but that's because it's you know, the first wild. time any anyone could predict who Pep was going to start. That's why he was all uh, rage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the double game weeks, isn't it? They had quite yeah. a few double game weeks. Mm. So, who thinks he's going to be a, a top signing in the Prem? A top striker in the Prem? How would, how would you say he was? I don't know, is it? I know he's between 20 and 22. I think he's young, yeah. Yeah, he's young. Yeah, that, yeah. Well, it, it comes, he comes highly rated. Um, 
and he's got a good good group of players around him. So I don't know if things going to hit the ground running or not, or if he'll work into it. But he seems to have all the talent 20. To, to get better. Yeah, twenty. Yeah. Twenty. Twenty. Wow. What was I doing when Wait, I was twenty? What? God, How tall is he? Scary, Six foot three. Six three. Twenty years old, and apparently he can run hundred meters in sub eleven seconds. So this is why everyone's like that. forcing the so comparison so between Harlan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Harlan six five, right? Or six six? No idea. Okay. <laughs> Came from the same conveyor belt, but just in Denmark. <laughs> I don't know. That's a bit of a push to, to compare him, man. Let's see what he can do first. The, the comparisons will be immediate, won't they? Because yeah, they're both yeah. Scandinavian and they're both... They always look kind of similar. Um, and so, you know, the name sounds um, similar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Hoyland. Harlan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was Hoyland, didn't you? Know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hmm. It'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see. Yeah. Nice to have a proper number nine because for a while we were thinking, oh, well, maybe Rashford will do all right out. Maybe we can just chuck him up top for another season. Um, which would have, yeah, he'd be fine there. He'd do really well. He'd bag 15 to 20 goals a season easy. But um, it's not really what we want him there for. We want him on the left, don't we? Really? Mm. That's yeah. where he's best. That's where he's most dangerous. Yeah, he prefers it as well. He prefers yeah. it. You see his um, interview with Neville. He said yeah. he prefers it because he's in the game more. Mm-hmm. Whereas the striker, he says that... Um, He's, you're not in the game as much, as much, but then every touch you have has to be on point or every opportunity you mm. have to take. And he feels that cost him in his game. He prefers to be in the game. So he, he, I think it showed as well that he does play better on the left. So this guy this guy could help a lot. So plan B we often exactly. revert to when a game's not quite going to plan or if we just want to try something mm. different um, to just chuck Rashford up top and rearrange the team a little bit. That worked quite well a couple of times last season. We got goals against City and Liverpool, I think, with him playing through the middle, having changed there mm. two-thirds-ish through the match. So it'd be nice to have that plan B still. Well, I actually don't like how much you lot are improving. I, I actually don't like it. Yeah. Well, That's a Here's an nice interesting entry. point as well, is apart from Man City, I feel like that um, old-school kind of number nine is kind of lost really with like, the big teams that are taking all these trophies as well. Do you feel like the forward has kind of changed? I mean, if we look at the top teams, at least in England anyway, you know, is uh, even Harry Kane likes to drop off quite a bit, but I do think he'll go. And I think Richarlison is a completely different player. And of course, you've got Chelsea as well. Guys, we did a bit of analysis on Jackson a couple of weeks ago as well. He's not really a, a box striker, but still looks like a top player. Mm-hmm. With Arsenal, of course, it's evident. With Liverpool as well, you know, Darwin Nunes likes to take over the wings to allow people like Diaz and Josh to cut in. Do you feel, Nat, and then Roundtable, I'm really interested in all your feedback. Do you feel like it's not just about being a striker now, but it's about being a dynamic offensive player now? Do you think it's... Yeah, it? being a poacher alone or a good finisher alone isn't going to do it for you in a big team most of the time. Most of the time. I mean, it works for Harlem. That's what I mean by most of the time. Yeah. Um, but you need to bring a bit more like what Jesus does for Arsenal um, or what. Oh, I was going to say what well, United did last season, but we had Vegas up front for most of it. So I guess well, Vegas did last season, yeah. yeah. Um, he scored like one whole rebound last season. Come on, guys, be fair. Um, you know, you have to be a lot more, uh, what's the word, well-rounded, I guess. Um, I say that as a, a when I play football or attempt to, at least I play in goal. So I know absolutely nothing about being a forward. Um, but 
it's, it does seem to have changed. The game has evolved a little bit. You don't see two centre forwards very much these days, do you? Unless you're in yeah. League Two or Sunday League or something. Um, it's always a system that has, well, often at least, unless, or unless you're Sean Dyche, that's the other caveat. Um, you, you tend not to see a, a, a two centre forward system anymore, do you? So maybe, yeah, as you say, it's probably changing. Mm. I think it's changing all over the pitch. I don't, I don't think you can just single out strikers. I mean, mm. you look at wingers that are now playing as forwards, that, as we mentioned with Rashford. Um, then you look at the way fullbacks are inverting and playing. Then your your eights are now playing a lot more advanced. They're they're basically tens now. Like that, all over the pitch, being able to occupy more than one position is becoming like mm. the main thing, rather than just yeah, someone yeah. who's having That's having a dedicated like one person who plays one role. It's it's yeah. so rare now. Goalkeepers needing to be able to exactly act, yeah. as outfield players is another example. Yeah, mm. It's like um, it's, it goes back to our conversations about Haaland earlier. He's him and maybe Wilson are the only strikers in the league that are just strikers, and mm. everyone else. I think it works so well for City because they was like they're so good all over the pitch. They can allow Haaland to do whatever he wants, and once mm. they adjusted to that. It's fine, but no one else can do like if we take away what Jesus brings off the ball or his link up play, Arsenal suffer a lot. You saw so that when you I, had I um Abamyang, who's who is mainly a striker, right? When you tried to play him on the wing, it never worked. And then did it, through did the it middle, work. yeah, because it because he wasn't able to do that drop deep that um that Jesus does, it you didn't have the same type of performances. You, you see that, yeah, 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 yeah. And it also didn't work for him at Chelsea. Mm. So it's you really have to have a full rounded team to have an all in all out striker, and no one has that anymore except City. Bami was yeah. a banter signing and a half, wasn't it? Last year, <laughs> what on earth happened? There? What was that? <laughs> good, good, good. That was as, as you, that was literally just vibes. They bought him just for the sake of buying him. <laughs> how, how, how much did they even people? play? Did, how much did they even play? I have no idea. You know. Anyway. I have no idea. Know, when he went Barca, we like, we just like deaded his contract off. Then he mm. was like, he's back at Chelsea. Like, what? Yeah. Anyway. Not going to have many Chelsea fans after this podcast, are you? Sorry. <laughs> we're to be digging on them quite a lot. <laughs> Listen, after their season, they deserve it, okay? That That's season true. was, I, I don't know what that was. Just, they lost to everybody. Mm. <laughs> 11th. Anyway, yeah, let's, let's, not, let's not kill them off too much anyway. But yeah, man. Um, were they like 12 points of relegation in the end or something, which is really cool, or like something silly like that? <laughs> Man. Well, maybe they were close to relegation and then uh, European oh. place or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, man. So, now, are you set with your team? Uh, I don't think I'm going to make any massive changes to the um, uh, structure, if you like. Um, like, Salah will definitely stay. I can't imagine I'll make much by way of changes to the having eight point five midfielder, an eight million ish, maybe a bit cheaper, um, striker, and just whatever else fits around that. Like the two premium setup is what I mean. Basically, I'm not going to deviate too much from that. Um, other than that, there's quite a bit still to be decided. Um, you know, Chilwell, which Chelsea forward to go for, Saka or Martinelli. Um, Hoy or Hoyland maybe instead of one of the Chelsea fours. Like, there's a few question marks around there. I mean, we're still mm. ten days or so out from the beginning of the season, aren't we? So we've got a bit of time to think about it. Um, but that's I'm seventy or eighty percent set, I think. Mm. All right. So before we end up on the pod, before we finish up as well, where you where you landing this season? Overall rank? Where am I? 
where am I finishing? Mm. Um, one, probably. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the camera uh, no, froze at I, just the right time as well. <laughs> yeah, we're waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I will be happy with anything in the top 10K again because, you know, another cliche is that the game's getting really hard. And uh, this is, it is a true cliche because um, there's so many more engaged people. There's so much good content out there. Um, so much. And like, I don't know if you noticed last season, this is a bugbear of mine. I'm going to choose now to get it off my chest. The FPL app and like the official FPL support was just spoon feeding people like every single day. Right. You get a notification. Right. You have yeah. notifications on like, check out this for the most important decision you'll ever make in the next 10 minutes. Yeah. And oh, just like it wouldn't. Play I understand they're trying to engage people and I, I completely get it. I understand why they're doing it. It just bugs the hell out of me um, yeah, that yeah, they make it so easy for people. And with that in mind, with the fact that the, there's so much good content out there and bad content in the case of that FPL stuff, the official FPL stuff, but um, or like easy spoon free content, like I say, games are becoming so much harder, loads more engaged people. Like I've got mates who, again, shall remain nameless, who now are making really good FPL decisions when they've always made really bad FPL decisions in the past <laughs> because they're definitely copying a content creator. I would actually repeat that yeah. nameless this time. Although if the shoe fits, mate, you wear it. Um, but, um, uh, but so I was really surprised to get a, a, a strong finish last season. Uh, to answer your question, where will I finish? Probably not as good as last season. But I'll be happy with top 10K. Top 10K. Basically, that's my target. Ray, what's your target? 100k every season. Did you say 100k? So, That's, yeah. It's hard. It's hard, man. It's, like I say, it's the first season I've ever managed to do it. Um, and I absolutely rode my luck to to get there. Mine's and um, oh, go on, go on, luck there, Law. No, you carry on, carry on. I was just going to say. I was just going to say, RJ, your uh, your other half pushed me right to the end. By the way, it wasn't like a clear victory of like a thousand points. It was, I think, I won by like eight points or something in the end, and I was sweating on it right Jeez. up until the last day. That was the only mini league that I wasn't sure of the result by the end. I was actually sitting there with my abacus working out. You know, okay, well, <laughs> I did a minus four. I think she did a minus eight, and I'm still waiting for the bonus points for this one. And like, I was yeah. waiting on Kane. To, to confirm, like I was actually working it out right up until the end. You were, you were um, battling. So she yeah. pushed me very Ray, hard. Ray thought, he, Ray thought he could get involved in that little, but for a little bit, and then yeah, yeah. <laughs> in that game week thirty-one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh Lord, overall rank, uh, top hundred k, just because I've uh, I finished like one hundred and seven k and didn't manage to break in there. So that's always a bugbear of mine. <sighs> yeah, I'm going for top fifty. Top 50. Just 5-0. Literally, top 50. Top 50. Top 50. Very bold. Top 50. Very bold. I'm going to do things very different this season. I'm going to have to do the... Yeah, yeah. Top 50. Honestly, mate, just be boring. Just be vanilla. He can't do it. I can't do it. We'll start with all the good intentions. We'll start a little support oh. group. I like have an intervention like they did in How I Met Your Mother whenever RJ's talking about, I'm going to buy Lukaku for my team, see if that makes a difference. Oh, come and um, sit down and hold this pillow, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, just, just come on. You can't do it. I'm going to do it this season. I'm, seriously, I'm going to be boring in this game. I'm going to make sure because it, it's cost me too much, man. And this guy is so gassed. It, it jars me. 
<laughs> he just comes up with nonsense and he knows my Maverick picks save him. Yeah. Anyway. But just pick your battles. Just do do the Maverick picks, but just like roughly one tenth as often as you normally do, or something like that. Or mm. Mm. Still, mm-hmm. still be do spicy <laughs> things, but just not too often. <laughs> Already thinking about I, it. I, I, I really feel it. Nah, definitely. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm aiming higher this season. This this season, I have to. Okay, if but, you had to pick you know, a Maverick that... pick first thing, what would you? Who would you pick? Like right now, going to your head. Like who's the oh, Maverick? My, pick? I've already got my Maverick pick. My Maverick picks uh, Morrison or Morris. Sorry, Morris. Not Morrison. Morris. He's so Maverick, Maverick. I've actually never heard of a footballer called Morris anything. Serious? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he first season that. banged twenty goals, uh, played every minute, and he's five point five, and he, he's actually another number nine. So I was still talking about him last week. If I was going to go anywhere against the template like that, I think he's the only one I'd mix on at the moment. Mm. Because instead of going for a 4.5, I'll go for a 5.5. And that's not in like every game. It'll be in the Bournemouth games or whatever. But um, I just think he's going to have a decent season for Luton. Guaranteed to start. The league. Oh, yeah. yeah. He played um, 42, 43 games, I think it was. And he came off the bench for the rest of them. And t- first season, 20 goals. So... You won't play 42 games this season in the league, but... Oh, um, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, interesting. I think that's the first Only one I came to mind. Yeah. yeah. That's actually quite interesting, to be fair. Mm. It's low risk, isn't it? If you divert enough money to make that work, you haven't really lost mm. that much from the rest of your team. It's not like you've got to go out on a limb to try and fit in a player mm. like seven or eight or something like that. Yeah. You have to compromise your team big time yeah. to make that happen. You only need mm. to save two chunks of 0.5 to make yeah. that happen. Mm. And what we're saying is a lot of people are writing off that third striker anyway. So, mm. yeah. Mm. We'll see. We're saying yeah, when... uh, we like to buy him last season. It was eight goals with his right foot, six goals with his left foot, six headers. Yep. So, decent. Yeah. 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 But um, we'll, see. we'll see. Nah, it's been great having you on the pods. Thank um, you for having me. It's been really, really I'm gonna fun. Be gonna keep you know we're gonna keep in touch anyway during the season definitely fellas handles please yep uh mine handles. is only one underscore law <laughs> mine is at right. Right underscore cure mine's at underscore only one rj and that is at fpl potato is, where did that come from please i have to know you know i remember i remember like it was yesterday i was away on holiday and i had been like sort of prowling through what I sort of knew as FPL Twitter with like a, a different account, like a, an account I use for, for work actually. Um, and I was sitting there going, oh, I kind of want to get involved in some of these tedious discussions really. Um, so I made an account um, and I was, I thought, right, I'm going to make an account. So I made one and I thought I was it going through the process of making one thinking, oh God, there's so many like accounts out there that take themselves way too seriously, like FPL, Ray, you're such a nerd. Really cool. Ray, you're such a nerd. Why? 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 <laughs> Do you see the smirk on his face when it came up? <laughs> yeah, he's so proud of it. Why have you done that? Why are you embarrassed? Because <laughs> we're going to have segments on YouTube, and this will specifically be why I feel Oh my god! So anyway, nice. I thought. I thought. I thought. Hmm. I don't think I've seen an FPL potato. 
and I'm really, really bad at this, and I'm really annoyed about it. So potato, pessimistic potato, alliteration is good. So I just went with that, and I literally Googled sad potato, and I just grabbed the first picture that came up, broke every copyright law in the book, whacked it on there. (laughs) If I get an email about if I get a letter in the post saying, please cease and desist, I will cease and desist. But until that time, I'm going to use this picture that I looked off. Google to represent a sad potato, um, and it's just kind of stuck, Definitely. and that's that's yeah. more of that story. Yeah, I'll never forget. Like when we met, I think your <laughs> team, your your handle was definitely the first. I was like, "What? Was like, huh? <laughs> really?" quite a lot of sort of like <laughs> F- FPL. Like, what's a cool animal? Like FPL lion or FPL? Not to no disrespect to anyone who is FPL lion. I'm just trying to think of the, <laughs> the most obvious one I can off the top of my head. Yeah, um, yeah. FPL, FPL SpongeBob Pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just wanted to kind of be stupid, really. So I did. Yeah, well, uh, fellas, I'm going to catch you next week. Nat, I'm going to see you around soon. Um, thank you for having me back to uh, normal drafts next week game is going to be opening Mm. soon was it 10 days you said I I just want football to start I just want football to start I've missed it I've missed it so much it feels like it's been a long time this season doesn't it 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 does there's still 10 more days to go it just seems like I can't believe it's just Mm. yeah it's long community shield on Saturday next week I presume isn't it Mm -hmm. Yep, what do you fancy for that? Who is it? Is it City and Arsenal? It'll be, I guess, won't it? So, yeah. who do you fancy I'm for? Going it? down to Wembley. Um, um, I just don't want to get embarrassed. That's all. I just want us to play properly because the last two games we played with City, one we got absolutely dominated by tactics. The second one we just made mistakes and they punished us. So, yeah, no, the first one we made mistakes and punished us. The second one they just absolutely dominated us in tactics. So. Yeah, in terms of scoreline, though, you didn't get properly humbled at any point. There was no sort of six-one or well, six-three. I think it was in there, wasn't it? Actually, when they played us, Um, that could have been a lot worse. Yeah, Yeah, I know, but still, the the manner in which they beat us in the second game was was Mm. pretty bad. Yeah, but uh, yeah, let's see how it goes. Uh, Yeah, watch it live. Maybe this will be the season where they finally do badly. City, I mean, maybe. I hope you're right. We can, we can <laughs> yeah. I'm not holding out any hope, by the way. I'm prepared mm-hmm. for another thoroughly depressing season of City Pep Guardiola based dominance, but we will see. We will see. Yeah, let's see. But um, Ray, you've got to dash out some community questions for next week, right? I'm going to get back on that. Absolutely, yeah. yeah Lovely. Lot, cool, cool, cool. All right, man. Well, let's wrap this up, fellas. You know how it goes. We've been your hosts. My name is RJ. I'm Law. And I'm Ray. Thanks everyone for listening. And we will catch you on the next one. Peace! Peace. Peace.